Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. I'm your coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and I'm here to share all my ups, downs, and all-arounds of being a mom to my gorgeous Adia, owning a fitness business called Define London, and truly managing being a unsingle single mom as we cheer on my husband and his amazing business in Uganda. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. Is this a mic check? You heard that right. Uganda, and he is not doing the daily commute. So each week, I will be joined by a fellow inspiring, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We all need to take a deep breath together. We try, we navigate, and not be too hard on ourselves. I get it. I am human, and failures simply happen. I am not shiny, and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am, at its best and worst, busy mumsy. Hi friends, Ashley here. How are you doing? I really wish you could answer me back immediately. (laughs) My goodness, we are nearing 2023. Holy moly, it is just around the river bend, my friends. Um, I'm not a big New Year's resolution gal. No, I'm not. Are you? It's not because I don't stick to a New Year's resolution. I, I just honestly don't want the added pressure. I'm excited to see what lies ahead and you know what? I'll just continue to work hard. I'm gonna focus on what really serves me best and my family. I'm really looking forward to meeting the next Busy Mumsy guest as when it does come to planning, strategizing and setting intentions, well, this is truly her wheelhouse. Lauren Arms is a leading business coach in the wellness sector and founder CEO of Well2Do Global. I'm a huge, huge fan of the well-to-do digital space. She truly created, nurtured, and great platform that is a one-stop space for all things health and wellness. She is a new mama bear to a 16-month-old little boy. And while I'm just truly thrilled to welcome her, meet her, and find out how she's juggling it all. So let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. Lauren Arms, welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. Thank you. This is exciting. <laughs> I'm so stoked, but I have to, I actually just like switched on in my brain when I went, Lauren Arms, welcome to the Busy Mousy Podcast. I have an introduction voice. What was that? We were just chit-chatting, ladies and gents. Um <laughs> You've gotta you've gotta have the podcast intro voice though. It's gotta be yeah, it's gotta be yeah, loud I mean, and proud. It's like yeah, boxing ring. <laughs> Yeah, you have a podcast too. You know the drill. It's kind of like you have to like switch on that, like, boom, we're in. And it's normally for the editor, right? Like we want to make sure that they edit this right. (laughs) Totally. They know know where it started. Exactly. Well, for my Busy Mumsy listeners, I'm going to reiterate because I've already said this gloriously in the introduction that Lauren Arms is the founder. She is the CEO of the global wellness platform, Well2Do. And we could go on and on about business strategy and business coaching and all the things. And I, we could turn it into that podcast. But Lauren, you have entered the parent zone. You have entered the parenting podcast. Oh, are you ready? This is really weird for me. Like when I got your email, I was like, oh, a mom podcast. This is new. I'm no guru. So yeah, let's put that disclaimer out there. I'm 16 months in, so I can only judge people who have 16 month year old babies. I don't have any other ammo after that. (laughs) Well, you know, I have a nearing three year old and I still have a Scooby. So you and I are on the same level. We're on the same playing field and this is good. Yes. This is so good. 
We're figuring now, it out together. We're winging it. Exactly. Now, with your incredible career building well-to-do, it definitely takes a lot of planning, a lot of strategy. So let's dive into what was the strategy? What was the game plan for you entering motherhood? Were you like raring to go, read all the books, just had it all planned out? Or did you kind of go my route and Miley Cyrus it and went in like a wrecking ball and just like, you know, well, confetti toys, it's all in the air. We're just going to like go with it. How did you approach your motherhood journey? Mm, I mean, it very much could have been wrecking ball style. That would have been my default approach. Thankfully, for my benefit, I had a wonderful, have a wonderful assistant. Um, she's so much more than that. She is like the foundations and backbone of my business, um, who has two children and who said to me, um, you know, Lauren, you might want to get a bit more organized about this next chapter because there's so much that you don't know yet that I can't prepare you for. But what I will say, and she's someone who's super organized, it's her job to be organized. What I will say is that you're going to enjoy this journey so much more if you just put in a few like, you know, tools and like systems and processes in place that just allow you to ease into the motherhood journey. And so she was a saving grace for me because I would have just, wing I would have been winging it. I would have um, probably had this uh, maybe overly confident and optimistic viewpoint that I'd just figure it out and that I'd be able to do all the things. Like I wasn't even planning on really putting a lot of my work on pause. I was like, I'll be fine. You know, how hard can this be? I've read all the books. I'm, you know, like this is going to be a breeze. I'm going to be able to do it all. And, you know, the reality is so different. So I had, I had very much prepared to take some time out. I'd put in a lot of systems. I'd hired some additional people. You know, I was getting myself into a position where I could actually take a bit of a break. Um, thanks to her, not to any genius that I had or foresight that I had. And then after having your son, who is now 18 months, am I right? He's, he's 16 months. 16 months. So you have a 16 month old, even going back to when he was first born and the emotions and the hormones and that, like, I, I don't know if you experienced it for, but for me, like I even went deeper and further down into like, didn't feel like I could get out of just cloudiness of, of the birth. It was excitement. Don't get me wrong, but there was other layers in there that I personally was not prepared for. And then handing the reins over, you, you were prepared, but still in the thick of it, in the moment of it, how was it for you handing the reins at that time when there was a lot of new chaos, you know, mm. filling the walls, filling the room, your space? with having a newborn. Yeah, I think um, when you are in that role of kind of business owner and manager and leader and visionary, you hold a lot of responsibility to your team members who are bought into that vision and who rely upon you to maintain the momentum and maintain the excitement and the vision. And then suddenly there's this period of time in which you want to effectively disappear from all responsibility and just focus on figuring out this new little human. I yeah, definitely felt the intensity of that. And I thought that it would, 
happen quite quickly and, you know, things for me like breastfeeding, for example, I read all the books. I was like, I know how this works, you know, like this should be plug and play. (laughs) I've got this. And then you realize that you might have this, this strategy down pat, but there's this little human who's, you know, never done it before and there's kind of two of you trying to figure it out together and you know the journey was not as straightforward as I thought it would be there were lots of um days of tears and you know like trying to figure out did when you were strategizing this and the breastfeeding were you thinking about doing this at three in the morning at four in the morning (laughs) no I was not Oh, like my little boy, he would only feed with me lying down. And so, you know, like you're just, it's so, it you it, anything you thought that you'd be doing whilst breastfeeding is just gone out the window. You're like, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I can do a few emails. Like there's this, you, there's this vision that you have where you're just going to be like sitting on the sofa for hours of the day feeding. So I was not um, ignorant to that, but then thinking that I was going to be able to like do other things at the same time, like run my business. And it just all goes out the window because they decide they only want to feed in a really particular way at a particular angle, like at a particular time. It's just hilarious. Oh, it's, it is hilarious. And I, I can actually vividly remember my husband. Um, Cause when I had Adia, we were, um, we went right then into the first lockdown mm-hmm. and these ideas of, oh, well, the, you're, he's going to go back to Uganda and then I'm going to be here and then I'm back to the studio. I'm back to Define London and I'm just going to take Adio everywhere with me. All of that just got put on hold. All of these game plans got put on hold. And one of them also was Adia's bottle fed. She did not go to the boob. Um, she went directly to mm. bottle. And I can vividly remember my husband and I looking at each other at like 3.30 in the morning with like no glasses or contacts, couldn't see a thing. And he kept on going, get the fast teat, get the fast teat. Because he was like, I just want her to eat so I can sleep. That's so hilarious. Words you never imagined coming out of your husband's mouth. Never, never. I didn't never heard him say the word tea ever in my life until that 3.30 in the morning. (sighs) And he looks like bananas. And we're just like trying to get through this, right? It's all about that, that strive, that thrive and survive to get through it. In the, I mean, obviously the most loving way we laugh at it now, but at the time we were just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's such a test of your relationship too, isn't it? Because in that moment, they are the the your baby is all that matters, but the two of you figuring it out together is just like so stressful. Massively, which is what I was going to ask you. Like, what did you learn in the early days that you were a bit like, oh wow, like I didn't know that about myself. I didn't know this about my partner. I didn't know I was capable of this. Was there anything that, that really sparked some like aha moments? Yeah. I mean, for me, I have that tendency to want things done my way. And that's, I I will hold my hands up and say, you know, I'm stubborn. I am, can be quite, um, I like to be in control. That's why I make a good entrepreneur because I get to call the shots and I lead the vision. But I think it's learning that, especially with parenting and especially with wanting to have an empowered partner. And, you know, for me being a feminist at heart, that 
just because there's a certain way I think it needs to be done, that doesn't mean that my husband, my partner has to do it the same way. And so, you know, in the early days, it was like, as long as Lockie goes to sleep, does it matter how it happens? Does it matter if, you know, he chooses to hold him and rock him and then put him down or whether it's the other way around? Like, I guess I was taking a very strategic approach and constantly trying to like impart my wisdom and my strategies onto him. And I guess I learned that in order for us to have a really successful parenting relationship together, it had to be me accepting that he might do things differently, that his way is just as acceptable as my way and that we're going to enjoy this journey together so much more if we allow ourselves to play to our own strengths, but also the freedom to yeah, figure it out independently as well as together. And I think that was a really lovely journey to go through together because it brought us closer. And in those moments where you can like, there's a tendency to want to like tear each other to shreds and be like, not that way, or don't pick him up or don't give him the bottle that way. Or it's like, actually let him help, let him support me. Let's do this together and let's enjoy this journey rather than turning it into a bunch of like arguments and disagreements. Yeah. Now that my husband and I are on like a little bit more on the other side of those earlier stages now, it's, we definitely look back on it and said, I wish we would have. And the next time yeah, we need to try it this way. And, and perhaps it was because of the circumstance for us that it was that COVID period. And there were so many other more moving parts and unknowns, right? That were kind of mm. factored in just your daily life that we, we came out of it going, we now communicate better. We didn't communicate good then, but mm. now we have learned from it. And I think it's, I think you touched on such a great point that it's okay that your partner does it one way and I do it the other. And I think that for any busy mumsy listener that's expecting and is going about to start this new journey, that whoever you may be co-parenting with or not, and you just have an army around you that's going to help you through it, take the advice and take, take their, their ways, their moves, right? Because it's, it's helpful at the mm. end of the day, right? It's not, no one's trying to create a negative here. The whole purpose is to help empower the child at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've recently been reading Conscious, The Conscious Parent by Dr. Mm -hmm. Shivali. And I mean, it's such a fantastic book, but one of the it's key important. things, it's yeah, one of, yeah, one of the key things that she addresses is like, what if my partner and I are not on the same page about this approach? And mm -hmm gives you full permission to just let that be, that it's not about trying to change your partner or trying to change the way they parent. Um, it's your responsibility to be the best parent you can be for your child. It's not your responsibility to make sure that your co-parent or your partner is the best parent for your child because they will go through their own journey. And I think I'm so grateful that I'm learning a lot of that now because Lockie isn't really at an age where he needs to be parented in the sense of like, he doesn't, um, we can't reason with him right now. He's, a, he's still a baby, you know, he's a toddler kind of learning the boundaries and things, but I want to make sure that, you know, I do feel equipped to be a conscious parent, but I have learned through that experience that we just talked about that I don't need to make sure that he reads the book too, or that he's, you know, taking the same approach. It's like, I just get to be the best parent that I get to be. And that's a fun project to be able to work on myself. 
because yeah, I'm the personal development junkie. Like I look for every opportunity to learn and grow and learn new strategies, whether it's in business or in life. And yeah, parenting feels like a fun new project that I get to work on as well. Well, now that you've added in this fun new project yeah. as quoted by you, um, <laughs> now that you've added, you know, a, a, delish, a delicious and wonderful child into your world, how are you navigating that now with running well to do? So um, yes. <laughs> that's a good question. It, it, right. And I'm sure, you know, you don't need, I mean, you probably spins in your head all the time, right? Am I doing this right? Am I doing this good? Cause you're a little bit more tired and a little bit more stretched now because this human is now asking for your 24 seven undivided attention. So now you, you have this beautiful layered added in, how are you doing mm. it all? Yeah, look, I'm I'm not. Um, and this is a slightly more nuanced answer because when I found out that I was pregnant, one of the things that I realized was I was running multiple businesses. So I was running well to do. I was also running a business coaching coaching business. We had a recruitment business and I also co-owned a digital marketing agency. So effectively running four businesses across different um, industry sectors. Um, and one of the things that having Lockie really um, initiated for me was this call to reprioritize and also to massively consolidate my life. My version of success really changed, like my story about what is a successful businesswoman, a successful um, entrepreneur look like, who who is also a successful parent, like a great a great mother and a present mother. And suddenly a lot of things that used to matter to me about success in business stopped mattering. For example, having, you know, a flashy office in London and a big team of employees stopped mattering so much to me, you know, because actually I decided I didn't want to spend lots and lots of my time commuting back and forward and things like running events became less of a priority for me because again, everything became a trade-off between time away from from Lockie and being a present mom. So one of the things this year that my husband, who we work together, by the way, so we're parent together, we work together, we live together, we do a lot together. Um, we uh, definitely get a lot of time together. When we started 2022, we are in 2022, aren't we? God, how, yeah. Uh, we're 2022. Yep. <laughs> Check the calendar. Yeah. We're, uh, just confirming that it is 2022, everybody. Um <laughs> We called this year the year of the great consolidation, which as a side note, I'll never do that again because it has literally taken a year to consolidate things. Like I wish I had have called it. I wish I had have called it like, the month. Did you allow your husband? I feel like you allowed your husband on this one and now you're going to say no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> we um we should have called it the month of consolidation because yeah. I think we, by calling it the year we manifested a year of very testing times and consolidating. Um, but what I can share now with your audience and your listeners, because I know you know when this airs, it will be public knowledge, is that part of that consolidation was deciding initially to close down the well-to-do business. We, as far as assessing our priorities and making decisions about where we wanted to focus our time, one of the big, scary and difficult conversations that we had was we can't do everything. There are certain parts of our business that are 
more aligned with the lifestyle that we want to live, more um, aligned with the flexibility that we want to create in terms of where we can work and when and having a baby and juggling that as well. And um, so we decided to, to close that business down. As part of that process, we, um, I guess news kind of spread, like it's a very connected industry, the wellness industry, I'm sure you know that. Um, and some very key, um, individuals within the industry kind of heard the news of that. And as it has played out over the last seven months, we have officially as of October this year, well-to-do was acquired by an American company called Fit Insider and something that we will be allowed to announce in the coming weeks. And again, by the time this airs, it'll be, it'll be public knowledge, but that, you know, in response to your, your initial question was part of figuring out how do I do it all? What does doing it all actually mean? Does all the things that I thought I wanted to do still matter to me? Um, and now it's funny because I still, I do feel like I get to do it all. It's just that what's important and fits on that list of all the things I want to do has just been shuffled around. It's changed around. And now my priorities are the ones that matter to me in this chapter or this season of my life of being a mother as well. It's a huge move and a huge congratulations. because. I mean, I, I, I love well-to-do. So I, you know, it was definitely a space for me to go to, to, to learn, to grow. I mean, for, especially with me having a fitness business called Define London. Um, but now that you're able to move forward, what were like key pieces that you hold to your heart that you could perhaps share to that entrepreneur out there that once it all also the family or perhaps has the kids right now because I'm, and I'm, trust me, I'm going to write everything down that you say, because I am that person too. And it's just, you know, like what, what could be those key factors that have helped you to get in the right headspace to move forward, um, that you could share with us? Yeah. I think the blessing for me that came from the pandemic was that we were able to kind of remove ourselves from society and in our own independent little bubbles, we were in a safe space to have a conversation with ourselves, which for a lot of us was really uncomfortable, but so necessary around what it is that we really wanted, right? Like, is the life that I was living pre-pandemic the one that I want to keep living when we come out of the, the other side of this? And there were so many answers to that question for me that were no, I don't want to do that anymore, or no, that doesn't work for me anymore, or no, that's not the lifestyle that I want my business to create. And sometimes when you're building a business and you're like I was kind of seven years in, you can feel really trapped in it. You know, it feels like, well, everyone expects me to keep doing this. You know, it's at a level of success where I'd be crazy to shut it down. Like that is absolutely insane. Like what will people think? There, there are people who there are implications for this decision that is going to be difficult to navigate. And it was, you know, a lot of difficult conversations. Um, but in that kind of pandemic bubble, we were able to, I guess, be a little bit selfish and take a little bit more of a an objective view of life and just, like I said before, reprioritize. Um, and so part of it was being a little bit selfish and knowing that hard conversations were going to need to be had, but that I can have hard conversations. Um, and that when you've got this little human being that you're responsible for and whose life you're, 
you know, cultivating and shaping, like they become the catalyst for all of your decisions. Um, so it's selfishly motivated in some ways, but also, you know, they are part of what's influencing the decisions you're making. Um, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, one of the most important characteristics that I think that you need to have is decisiveness. Um, we can spend a lot of time sitting on the fence thinking, well, I could do this or I could do that. If I did this, these would be the implications. If I did that, these are the implications, you know, weighing up to and froing, thinking about it for far too long, waiting for things to be perfect. And actually it was in the messiness and the chaos of making those decisions and knowing that eventually we'd get to the other side of it that, yeah, those big decisions got made um, and we deliberated on them for far too long, frankly. And at some point you got to draw a line in the sand and say, this is how I want my life to be. This is going to be hard for a period of time. We might upset some people, but we're going to be as genuine and authentic and hold our integrity as much as possible and know that everything we're doing, we're doing for the right reasons and in the best possible way. And then the rest is a little out of our control. And so it's that surrendering, it's that letting go, it's trusting that this time and season will pass. Um, and it's fundamentally like rooting yourself back into that why, that that reason that you're making these decisions that um, on the other side of it, and it's true that on the other side of all of these hard decisions, we've created a life that is so aligned. We get to see our baby growing up. We get to be in the house with him. We've, you know, made certain decisions about childcare that enable us to have a lot of support and prioritize that so that we can still build a business that we're excited about and that we love. Um, but that we're not so stretched that we're not able to, like we said, like have it all. Having it all for us is that we do get to build a meaningful business, but that we also get to have maximum time seeing our little boy growing up as well. Huge. It's huge. Seeing it's one of the reasons why I'm in Uganda. It's, yeah. I want my husband to see our daughter grow up. He needs to be here. And you have to make sacrifices and you, you have to think about that little human who wants mommy and daddy or whoever is around in the house that loves them and nurtures them. It goes back to that, right? It doesn't have to be just mommy and daddy. So many, so many, you know, figures in our lives that we're, I'm so grateful for that are relatives and not relatives that are a huge implemental part of my daughter's upbringing. It's, it's mega. And, and for you, you, you want that. So what, for you now, what is in the pipeline of excitement that you're going to go on this journey, not just by yourself, but with your partner and with your son? Like what is now, 2023 is around the corner. <laughs> we now know. So what is it that you will now be kind of putting your focus on um, that you know that you can do fully a thousand percent with your family by your side? Um, yeah, so the thing that I am, have always been passionate about and has always been a sort of side 
venture for me alongside building well to do was my business coaching. So um, the business coaching model is so exciting for us because we know exactly the type of client we want to work with. We're working with incredible experts within the wellness industry who are, you know, exceptionally qualified, exceptionally experienced and have exceptional value to offer to the world. Um, and we bring the business strategy to to them. Um, most of those expert clients are yeah, phenomenal at what they do within their field of expertise, but need that strategic guidance and business um, business strategy to have the maximum impact. What I love about this business model is that I can do it from anywhere. Right now, that's doing it from home. Like I love being able to work from home. I love being able to have that flexibility. And, you know, another decision that we made for this time around, this being, you know, the the third or fourth company that we've we've kind of given our focus and attention to, is um, that we've brought in a business partner. And Hannah, our business partner, is phenomenal because she she is as passionate about the mission and the purpose of this business as we are. But as a mom, I now feel like I have somebody else to take some of the weight of the responsibility of delivery of this vision. And, you know, Hannah doesn't have children right now, but plans to in the future. And what I love is that at some point in time, I'm going to be able to reciprocate that support that she is giving me in this chapter right now. And I never had that with Well To Do. I was always building it on my own. It was always like, I've got to figure it out. It's all on me. And so having a business partner this time around is such a gift. Um, She coaches our clients with me. We deliver all of our programs together. We deliver our high level coaching together and she's seriously good at what she does. And so I feel like we've built this trusted partnership where, where before I thought it was a badge of honor to take everything on and to be the big boss woman and like be the CEO and be the founder and do it all on my own. Now I have this kind of gentleness with myself where I'm like, oh, like that isn't my success story anymore. Like now I love that I have support. I love that I have someone else to deliver this with. I love that it's not all on me. Going into my motherhood journey was like of everything I've read, of everything I've learned from those who have gone before me, the one thing that stands out is get support right? You, you don't have to do this alone. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to go into this journey thinking I have to do it all on my own. And I had no medal for it. You don't, there is no medal, no medal. And, and so I've celebrated, you know, my husband getting involved. He's so involved. He, if I, you know, had to, for whatever reason, disappear for 48 hours, he would know exactly what to do, what Lockie's routine is. He's amazing. Like he is phenomenal. He knows the score and he's so involved in, in the journey. And yeah, we've worked really hard at that like balanced approach to parenting. And I'm taking the same approach with my business, right? Like I have someone who's co-delivering this, who if I disappear from the business or need to, she knows exactly what's going on and how to run the show. And that is my new approach to life is like, I never want to feel like there's any glory in me doing it all myself. So in order to have it all, it's knowing for me that you don't have to do it all. You don't have to take it all on yourself. There's no glory in that martyrdom. I want that story to end for mothers where they think that they have to do it alone. 
to prioritize getting help because it was always the village that raised the children, wasn't it? And so you got to kind of craft your own village and whatever that looks like for you. Um, that's, yeah, that's my village and it's made this journey so much more enjoyable, so much less stressful and so much more empowering. Isn't it wild that this tiny little human has softened the edges and brought more clarity to what what you thought it's the same for me it's what i thought like had to be this kind of straight and narrow line now can twist and turn right it can twist and turn it can have breath because there's support and this little human just kind of like in like just kind of pushes you forward through it right yeah and life is much simpler ironically since he came along i care much less about what others think and what others expectations are of me because all I ask myself, the most important question is what's going to make him happy? And again, you know, um, what do kids value? They, they value connection, presence, presence, like as in being present, like they don't get, they don't value stuff, right? Like you learn that watching them grow from such a young age that literally, a toilet roll is oh, like the most yeah. exciting thing in the world. Exactly. Like. A box, a toilet roll, you know, my, my water bottles sitting here to my right. It brings her so much joy. A hundred percent. Anything that you, anything that you give your attention to, they love. So yeah, like your keys, your purse, your drink bottle, like all that stuff. So yeah, I ask myself what is important to him and it's me being present and it's not really anything else. Um, me being happy and, yeah, successful, but um, I think that just has a different um, flavor to it now than it used to. Well, I can't thank you enough for sharing your new flavor of life with us <laughs> because it's inspiring. I, I, I have to say, Lauren, um, it's absolutely inspiring. And um, I, you know, can't wait to watch your next journey, your next path and you know, well-to-do will continue to flourish and you built that. And now you have a family that you have built and now you move on to building more grander building blocks. Oh, thank Here. you, Ashley. Tall, tall towers, as my daughter, my daughter would say, tall, tall towers. <laughs> I love that so, so much. Go as high as you can until they Go topple. As high <laughs> as you can, as, as far as you can and know that that army is there in, in uh. case anything were to falter. Lauren Arndt, thank you so, so much for coming on the Busy Mumsy podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Busy Mumsy podcast. If you have enjoyed this week's show, then please, please give it some extra love where, wherever you download your podcast and give it a five-star rating, a high five, a kickball change, a yes, yes, go Busy Mumsies. And don't forget, you can find out more information about this week's guest, what we discussed, and everything else related to the world of Busy Mumsy by clicking the link in the show notes down below. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.